Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. I'm Zach Oyama, uh, and I'm joined by Jasper William Cartwright. Uh, as, as we introduce the second arc. Jasper, Ooh. how are you doing? I'm very, very good, thank you. Someone pointed out something quite amazing, which somehow I didn't clock before this. Someone pointed out today that Rotating Heroes is basically the MCU of the TTRPG universe. It is the place where all of the biggest and baddest people get together and fight bad guys. And I was like, yeah. that's so true. Like, that's, like, I mean, we truly are crossing the streams like no one else out here. This is this is the Avengers. This is the MCU of of TTRPG podcasts. It it was myself for it. This is in my original pitch uh, or my original uh, ad for it. I say this. I um, you, I'm. You said uh, this is the original ad. Yeah, night. I was like, you know, nice. it's like. Uh, yeah, the, the, the what the kids love these days. One of those Marvel movies is what I <laughs> I said it as much of an old man as I could be. Um, what I, uh, what Avenger would you be? Oh Just... God, good question. Um, I would be probably Doctor Strange. No, I would be you being a Doctor Strange. Spider Man. I don't know. What would oh, you be? Okay, that's like you went, you kind of, you sold me on Doctor Strange, and then you pivoted to the coolest superhero. I mean, I tried to to downplay you know. it like it's not a big deal. Like I, don't I know, think it's a pretty Spider-Man. big deal calling yourself Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? It's a pretty big deal, dude. I don't know if you. Can he's get just kind of he's silly, but he's also very cool. Um, no, There's a reason everyone loves Spider Man. Yeah, I think you'd actually be a pretty good Spider-Man, honestly. I think well, look that... at me. I'm hanging from the ceiling. Uh... This is true. You are upside down, and uh, it's it's honestly, it's a lot to behold. My toes are breaking through the drywall. Um, I guess <laughs> honestly... that makes me Beast. Oh, that would be fun. I could see you being Beast. Do you think you okay. could, like, Hulk out enough, though, for it? Do you think you could get uh, angry, you know? I, you Dude, definitely... I get pretty pissed off. Okay. Okay, you're doing a you're doing a face right now, which is I'm scared of. It's You've like, never oh. seen me mad, dude. Oh, okay, I'm pretty, pretty scary. Who, who would you be? Um, uh, I truly I don't know. Um, you gotta pick. You gotta pick, man. Probably, uh, it's probably someone pretty low. I'll just be like Hawkeye or something. It's fine. I'll just I'll just be Don't, here. That's kind of cool. No, it's not. You it's a fun. show. It's, it's, he's yeah, got arrows and stuff bad right it was it was not it was not good uh not i think good. i think of you as um you have a mustache right now so it makes me think of uh tony stark you right. have, <laughs> i would love Iron yeah Man. maybe i think i would quite enjoy a, a, a tony stark but i think i'd have to kind of exist in my i'd have to make, exist in a slightly more arrogant place than i do now but yeah. i think it's possible i think i could get there 
He's got uh, some wild facial hair. I always kind of forget that that's his facial hair until he's, yeah. you know, like, um, comes up from the sides, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's an, it's a choice. It's definitely a choice. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll go with Tony, uh, Tony and Spider-Man. There we go. Beautiful. That's there we are. Pretty, the two, cool. you're, you're my mentor. Um, in the MCU, yeah. but enough about the MCU. Let's join our own characters back yes. in Arc Two as Turbine Ooh. sets off to uh, to start a new adventure with new friends. Um, new friends, very exciting. Take it away, Passac. Passac, so good. Better than me. Better than I'll ever be. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. We're joined with the crew for the second arc today uh, as we finally get that started. I'm joined by uh, Mike Trapp. Hello. Allie Beardsley. Hello. And Jacob Wysocki. Weather. <laughs> sort of the bad boy of the group, I can tell already. Wow. <laughs> and me, I'm the sensitive one. <laughs> I'm the dog. You might break my heart if I get too close. Oh, Be careful. No. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> well, you A might. Trap to remember. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. It's so interesting to to see this um slightly altered group from, you know, the previous arc. How's everyone feeling today? Everyone feeling good? I'm feeling like the Siobhan of this group. <laughs> now, what does that mean? What does it mean to you? <laughs> oh, you know, you can just tell I've had a crumpet already today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm ready to play. Oh, dang, dude. Oh, dang. shit. Dang. <laughs> dang, calm down. <laughs> Whoa, voice reveal. Oh, my God, already. <laughs> we were promised a big voice reveal. And here it is. Wow, here it is. You it's guys pigeonholed oh, me. The baby's day out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dang. Yeah, yeah. In the session zero where we talked about what our, you know, a little bit about, you know, the initial thoughts coming into this arc, we... We heard from Jacob. There's going to be a big voice reveal. Here so we go. Huge. I, I don't want to build it up go. too much, but it's going to be trending on Twitter once this finally drops. We'll be like, "Oh, big Jacob voice reveal." <laughs> yeah, Hashtag Game grid Stop voice. And yeah. grid voice. You know what they say? Keep them waiting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Everyone them waiting. says that. Leave them wanting more. Well, I mean, we're looking forward to that big voice reveal, but in the meantime, let's get started with the episode. Episode one of arc two. Shall we begin? I'll keep stalling. Yes. A book <laughs> slams down. The cover opens. A hand turns the page. The page reads we zoom voice in. reveal. <laughs> oh, do you want me to do it now? No, not at all. <laughs> Why do you want to? Keep them waiting. Jacob, I waiting. think it's gonna be I... it's gonna be more killer when we we get to your character. It won't make any sense right now. Yeah, I, that's why I, that's why I haven't. And but I'm double checking because everybody's just kind of sitting around in silence, like we're waiting for me to do Whatever it. Whatever your voice is, we just want you to say Affleck. 
I'm not going to do the commercial Affleck read. I'm sorry. Do the Affleck. Look, Affleck can't sue us because they're not a company anymore, right? They're a company, I think. They're a company. Just Gilbert Gottfried isn't their spokes yeah. duck anymore. Yeah. Not a company to me anymore. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> you drop Gil? I'm a friend of Gil. <laughs> I'm going to open this big old chapter book to the chapter marked arc two. We're going to zoom in on a little uh, uh, page as we begin this very story. On a dirt road flanked by the rolling green hills of Aberdeen, with the obelisk firmly behind them, a slightly more grown-up turbine hits the open road. It's been a few weeks since the events of the previous arc. Astrid is now successfully ruling the dwarves of Burdum. Uh, they're working diligently to move back into their ancestral home, but it's it's taking a little bit of time. Astrid is doing a lot of quote-unquote supervising. Brenda Elizabeth has still not been heard from since she rocketed north on her beautiful majestic horse Dazzle Raz. With some money from Astrid, her grandparents uh, moved north on a journey of their own to find their granddaughter. And while all this has happened, Turbine has continued to work with Tradix and the Modrons to see if there's any way to stabilize the deteriorating obelisk. Turbine, now that you're a sorcerer of the clockwork soul, every, everything research-oriented has come a lot more naturally to you than it had before. And that said, there's a long road ahead here. It's like you were a guy who's built a computer before, and now you're in charge of NASA. <laughs> Uh, through the research over the last couple of weeks, it's felt like some systems have maintained the ability to operate with like basic lights and doors and that kind of thing working. But anything that that needs to tap into like a larger well of power, like the ability to move the obelisk, any like what seems like major functions of it doesn't really work right now. It's like it's almost in like a power save mm. mode. But with one exception, a few days ago, you noticed that one of the systems came online in a way you hadn't seen before. You found like a, a Cerebro-esque helmet from X-Men uh, and put it on. And with sort of a whooshing noise, you looked down at the world below you and saw Aberdeen in a smaller scale like you were like flying above it. Uh, from there, you were able to cross over to the East Sapphire Lakes and, and follow just like flying faster and faster and faster over the ocean-like uh, huge lakes there all the way to the sapphire lakes and at the very edge of the sapphire lakes closer to where it, you've never seen before where the uh, endless hole lies in the distance you saw that there was this sort of blinking beacon with sort of a similar energy to the obelisk itself mm -hmm. something was on the other side of the lakes that could be an answer to what's going on with the obelisk now. I'm going to rip, rip off the helmet and just drooling from, <laughs> from, 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 from my ex floating through, I guess, cyberspace. Uh, mop, mop is just uh, mopping up your drool <laughs> on the ground. Oh, guys. Oh, you have to try it. I throw through the helmet on mop. As you put it on mop, it has shut down itself hmm. uh, for, for whatever reason. Like the other power saving mechanisms in place, this no longer works. So that brings us back to present day. Turbine, for the first time in your life, you're out on the open road. Full two days into being on your own. This is sort of a dream for a little adventurer like yourself to finally get out of the house. You're kind of sauntering as you, uh, <laughs> you sway back and forth while riding a, a little tiny van. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm riding a van? Riding a little tiny van. I'm it's, riding uh, Mop. It's Mop. <laughs> Mop is uh, 
of course, your your new friend, the Warforged monk, who was unfortunately uh, completely changed by the more nefarious operations in the obelisk earlier in the first arc. But that said, he he's not he's a simple guy. Being a uh, suddenly turned into a Warforged monk hasn't really changed his life that much, and he's uh, happy to be your like kind of sidekick ward who is accompanying you on this journey. Just to be clear, I can visualize this correctly. When Mop turns into a van, this is a... Mop is a full-size human, but when he turns into a van, it is a it is a, a small enough van that I can just... I just sort of what... I sit astride it and just sort of like ride it, or is it like a full-size van that I'm like on the roof of? When you say riding a van, I'm just trying to get that <laughs> correct. So this is head. essentially like a power wheel. Like, you know how when like they have oh, like I a know a power car wheel. or yeah. a little oh, yeah. <laughs> So it's like the proportions of those are always all off. Like it doesn't make any, you know, like it's like you're a giant sitting in a little tiny car. Yeah. It's that. Great. It's like a um, sort of like a Westphalia van with like a big cutout at the top and you're holding a big steering wheel. He's not going that much faster than you <laughs> would be on foot. It's a loud, a loud battery hum. It's that. Um, yeah, I'm just doing my best. and I'm just trying to get us on the road. Yeah, no, that's great. I, you know, I, honestly, I'm kind of glad to be, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure to fix up that obelisk now that... Uh, now that uh, everyone's kind of like looking to me for to expect me to know all the answers, it's kind of nice to just get out a yeah, little bit, you know? Yeah, that must be weird for like a 13-year-old to have that much responsibility. It, it, thank you so much for saying that. It is really weird. It's a really weird thing to have happened. And um, I'm glad to just sort of like hit the open road a little bit, you know? Just not yeah. have people like asking me questions. <laughs> you know, the open road contains a lot of secrets. Um, Mop is, of course, a like little hippie van life guy. So he <laughs> understands that very well. You can like find yourself on the open road. You can... Um, uh, experience what they call wanderlust. Mm. <laughs> you ever heard of wanderlust? Tell me about it, Mop. Hmm. Tell no me one's what... ever asked me to define it. So if <laughs> I had to guess, it's like moving around to different places, and that's, I guess, a good thing. That's what we're. Yeah, that's what we're doing, Mop. We're doing. Oh it. yeah. Uh. So yeah, you you continue on Mop's back. It takes you about two days to get there. Uh. This is a place that you've been a few times in your life, but this is definitely the furthest you've ever been from home. As you get closer to your destination, you smell like the saltiness in the air. The, the trail itself gets like a little muddier and the, the grass kind of dissipates into sort of like, uh, you know, I try it's to, a little nasty. I try to shift gears on Mop so we can like, you know, get through the mud, okay? Uh, downshift? You're yeah. You want to downshift? <laughs> Lower gears are better for when they're, the ground's loose. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> From this muddy trail, you arrive to the outskirts of the biggest city you've ever been in. Uh, you see Salonport ahead of you. It's the largest city you've ever seen. It's like this large, sprawling metropolis from your point of view with these crisscrossing wooden buildings everywhere. Uh, it's really dense looking from where you're seeing, like all the way closer to the port. Like it's clearly grown out from there over the many years that it's been here. For context, like Aberdeen feels like a little town compared to this place, and which is much more of a bustling city. Like different trade routes on land and water all meet here, and, and this is just sort of a crossroads of sorts. It's also bigger in that as you are getting closer, you see that all the buildings are sized for humans rather than uh, the city that you're from, where it's all halflings, gnomes, dwarves. Every, everyone can clear a four foot eight uh, door frame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you get closer, uh, uh, Mop says to you, like, uh, um, wow, this must be uh, nice to uh, get to, like, a big city like this. Like, you know, I'm actually from places like this. There's so many smells, Mop. Yeah, so 
that's kind of a sensitive subject for me because now I don't really have so much of a sense of smell. As a right. Reminder. No, I'm sorry. You know what? That was on me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up. Um, I'm going to do my best to remember all the senses you've lost. I don't need to, we don't need to talk about that. It's, it's a lovely city, Mop. He gives sort of like a far off glance. Like he's thinking, he's suddenly for the first time thinking about the fact that he, he can't really smell anything. <laughs> um, so, so should we get, um, going and, uh, meet your mom's friend already? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we should probably do that. Yeah. As you were leaving town, your mom made you, uh, promise to visit her friend Nance. This is like one of those things your parents tell you to do and you're like, I don't, just because I'm gonna be in the same city as your friend. Like I get I get that mom and Nance are like, we're like real close back in the day. And like I kind of remember Nance, but it was like when I was real little and it's like, I don't really. You haven't seen Nance in 10 years. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I'm skeptical that she even remembers who I am. And it seems very weird to have to show up like on her doorstep. Yeah, it wouldn't take that long. I mean, you're on the outskirts of town and she and from what you remember, she lives on kind of the outer edges of the town like in I would say more of a like newer cookie cutter suburb area like <laughs> uh or you know, maybe not cookie cutter but like it's just a newer area with like more space. It's a little more suburby. Mhm. So I guess you do you, you head that way? The beacon signal is coming from like the far side of the lake, right? It's not coming from this city where I am right now. Yeah, it's really far away. So you guys are on the East Sapphire Lakes, which is sort of the runoff of the Sapphire Lakes, which are closer to the endless hole, that giant forest to the west. Cool. So it kind of goes the forest, then the beacon, then the Sapphire Lakes, then the East Sapphire Lakes. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll like... I'll head my way that way, but it's, it's you know, I know how awkward this is, so I'm going to, like, swing by, like, a bodega or something and, like, pick up a bottle <laughs> of wine, uh, uh, something just so, like, I'm not showing up empty-handed, and, because uh, I also, I, I assume I probably don't really have a, a place to stay for the night or anything, like, I don't, like, I may actually need some, like, at least, like, a, a bite to eat or something as we continue our journey, so, like, I'll, I'll pick up something, ni- a nice little offering, and then, uh, you know, swing around. Yeah, you find like a little corner store, um, on, like really far out of town, and get a little bottle of wine and really like, trying hard to remember chips. Nance and like what I think sh- she likes, like what her taste is. <laughs> uh, but your mom did say Nance would help you, uh, okay, and help you like on your journey to get across the lake. So yeah, you get that stuff and you head over. You, you get to uh, Nance's address. You can tell from where you are that like you're looking kind of down. Uh, downhill towards the town where it's like the lower sea level Mm. it's really dense over there out here there's plenty of room like you you find this house it's got a like chicken wire fence that goes around the uh, outer edges on like maybe like an acre of land Mm. as you approach it's like this like little yellow stucco house with um with that fence around it uh it's this huge lawn that honestly has like a pretty great view it feels like it's the kind of place that will be like deeply gentrified in 20 years when people get it there's this like big warning sign with a barking little flat uh wiener dog on it that says my dachshund can get to the fence in two minutes 30 seconds flat can you (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's really a threat but all right uh there's there's also (laughs) a big bell like, like this sort of big dinner bell that's sort of i think being uh repurposes like a doorbell i you know give mop a quick like kind of embarrassed look and then i <laughs> i like very gingerly clang the bell because it's very like I, it's the kind of thing it's like i i'm a little embarrassed to do this but it seems like this is what i have to do so like give it that kind of like half-hearted click clang clang as you ring that bell we're gonna cut over to somewhere else nancy you're inside your house <laughs> For lack of a better word, there are a lot of smells happening here. (laughs) It's early, but not too early. 
You've had a full, luxurious nine and a half hours of sleep. You're just getting your morning routine started. Uh, so if you could, could you just describe your character and describe your morning routine? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Nancy really seems like she has it all together. Um, okay, so she wakes up in the morning. She clicks on talk radio. She's listening to a politics podcast and she's frying an egg. She opens up a can of dog food and she puts it in a bowl on the ground and she pets each of her dogs, you know. She sits down, has a little French press coffee, is so excited to bite into this lovely meal. Says a prayer. Says a prayer to God. And then she hears the bell ring. And she hits a button. A shotgun falls from the (laughs) sky, from the roof, into her hands. And she says, go time. And she sprints out. (laughs) And she sprints out. Wow. (laughs) Very different than what I was assuming would happen. Uh, Yeah, shotguns. A rarity in this fantasy world, <laughs> uh, clearly wait, made. Wait, wait, from, no, it's a, it's a, it's a short sword. It's a, it's a short sword. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm equipping a, a short, I don't a double-barreled <laughs> yeah, crossbow. Yeah, it's a short sword. Sorry. <laughs> like I got. Yeah, a short away. sword falls from the ceiling into Nance's arms. Uh, <laughs> Dangerous uh, setup. Uh, go time. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, turbine. You look up to see. Um, What's this? The front front door of this house kick open. uh, And a lady who's, I think, how tall did you say you were? 6'3". 6'3". This 6'3 human woman kicks open this door. I think you're you're looking out and you see- I scream so loud. And again, at such a high pitch that uh, the only people who could hear it are the however many dachshunds are on the property. Uh, just a loud dog whistle of a scream that makes the dogs just go fucking nuts. <laughs> At that point, you know, you're of the clockwork soul. You have like an understanding of the of the machinations of the universe. You can do math pretty well. You look out and, and it's got it. You would have to guess. You see this 6'3 woman running at you. Uh, and anywhere between two dozen and 20,000 dachshunds <laughs> running at you <laughs> out of the different crevices of this uh, yard. Uh, so I like stop screaming and pull myself together. I just start going, Nancy, 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 it's her. Under it's my breath, I'm just going, go time, go time, go time. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Gale Spizzlesink Sun, it's Gale Spizzlesink Sun. What? Gale Spizzlesink Sun, Turbine, it's Turbine, it's tur- Turbine. Oh. You used to, you, you, um, you used to be friends. You used to go on long hikes with my yes. mom, Gale, and then you would come back and you'd drink weird teas. Oh, yes. Tulsi and Gabondo. <laughs> are those uh, sorry. Goes, Are those the tea flippers? Those are the teas that we used to have. I am so, oh my gosh, I am so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I thought, you know, people around heard that I have a, a, a batch of brindles. And uh, everybody is trying to get those. I'm sorry, you have a what? Brindles. Very rare. Uh, we need a dog coat. Uh, they could sell for quite a bit of gold each. And uh, I'm raising them under a heat lamp as we speak. I noticed you have a lot of uh, a lot of wiener dogs. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, my name's Mop. Uh, I'm oh, Turbine's sorry. <laughs> Did you say that uh, you're raising your dachshunds under a heat lamp? <laughs> 
It's a little bit too cold. Their coats haven't come in yet. So I provide what some might call a reptilian-looking heat lamp. Um, and I put it above them. <laughs> um, Any um, further questions about how I <laughs> raise my prize beanies? <laughs> Uh, well, I was just, I was just popping into, cause I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm on my way to check out this thing on the other side of, of the lake and I thought I'd just swing in to say hi, but we don't have to stick around or anything. No, you um, need a place want... to stay. You need a place to stay. I mean, this seems like really crowded and, um, mop, mop, plug your ears for a second. Uh, a lot of smells, um, uh, which is great. Hmm. Uh, but I, we don't, I don't have to stick around for that long if you don't want me to. Listen, I just made an egg, and uh, times are a little tough around here, so you and I can split that, no problem. You know what? You can keep that whole Get egg Get inside. I, I, pull, I couldn't do I that. I pulled the two of them inside, and I run just as fast back inside. <laughs> I'm sprinting to keep up, but my legs are so short compared <laughs> to hers. I it's DC uh, 30 uh, <laughs> uh, dexterity check. <laughs> All right. Uh, not with advantage. You're nowhere near any sort of metal object that you can use. Very good. Uh, that is a... That's not bad, actually. <laughs> it's an 18. Ooh. Yeah, so this is DC 30. You get decked by about 14 dachshunds as you're... <laughs> 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 Mop, take the wine. Mop, take the wine. Mop, mop <gasps> dives over your head and, and does a cartwheel grabbing this bottle of wine to hop out of the way. <laughs> uh, sort of backhand springing towards the door. Leave me. Leave me. <laughs> Just drowning in like a sea of dachshund. Eventually, uh, a, a now way nastier and smellier turbine and uh, mop make their way inside. Nancy, your home, please describe the way the inside of your house would look. To, to Yeah, totally. So, I mean, there's definitely something here. You know, if, if you couldn't hear how Nancy kind of, like, talks and holds herself and her interests and stuff, you would be like, where the hell am I? This is a shithole. So, you know, there's, like, leaky ceilings, just kind of, like... It's like you said, like a stucco house, but it's like, it doesn't look that good. Chicken wire fence house. Dogs fucking everywhere. Um, you know, she tries her best, but you just can't stay up on top of all of that shit. So, you know, it's it's kind of gross. And to be clear, when you say dogs fucking everywhere, are you using fuck as an intensifier? Or are you saying that there are dogs who are fucking everywhere? There are fucking dogs fucking everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if that clarified it, but I got it. I got it. Dogs? <laughs> Do we have a number of dogs? 104. <laughs> yeah, it's 104. 104. Sometimes it feels like five, but sometimes it feels like 50,000. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. They each, although I will say, I will say Nancy Ray has a gorgeous little space for each of the dogs. You know what I mean? Like they each have a little crate or a mm -hmm. little bed or the, it's all t -t 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 like stacked on <laughs> little, top of each other. Little pigeon These wiener holes. dogs run up little ramps to like get into their little like holes that are there. Like, like you know, yeah, like, 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 so like office like mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like pneumatic tubes. Just... Do, you wanna, do you wanna wash your hands? I pour some like malt liquor on <laughs> the turbine. <laughs> Uh, th thank, thank you. As you pour the malt liquor, your 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 roommates open their door and they come out. And they're like a little hungover. It's Rhonda and Shasta, two like forty five year old ladies that had had a bit oh, of yeah. a night. Whoa! Hey, uh, Rondi, oh. Shasti. 
Hey, hey, Nancy. Uh, yeah, we uh, we went out kind of hard last night. Um, so we're trying to look for a little bit of a hair of the dog situation. Not these dogs. Yeah. Not the not the dogs. No, no, no. Them. We have plenty of that hair too, though. If you ever oh, want. Oh my I god. I was thinking about making some sort of a quilt. You wanna? I mean, we saw we left you after dinner, and we went down to mm-hmm. the we went to Bumper Street. Oh. Bumper Street. What did you guys get into? Where'd we, you go? We started. We we had a bit of a crawl. We went to the ship show, and then we went oh to Hurricane O'Clock. And uh, Rhonda, <laughs> Rhonda's oh. too like hungover to talk. She's like trying to like look for a glass of water, but Shasta continues on. We went to the, it's beer o'clock somewhere. Uh, uh, we went to fucking Danny's. We went to uh, Lord Dugan's. You fucking went to fucking Danny's. We went to we fucking went to fucking Danny's. Yeah, and I got in a fight wow. there. And we had to run. <laughs> we went back to the ship show, and then we did it again, and we forgot, and we went we went back to fucking Danny's, and I got thrown out. <laughs> no, no. I uh, I I passed the the bottle of of beer to them, and I'm like, oh please, I was gonna have my friend wash, <laughs> I was gonna have my friend bathe in this, um, <laughs> but instead, I think that you should drink it. She gives you sort of a deep, long hug. <gasps> And then uh, it's just just very thankful of of it. Turbine, you're just watching them hug for a little bit. Sure. We're just kind of swaying and hugging. We're swaying. <laughs> hugging and swaying. I'm making side notes to, side. to myself of the, the bars that they mention in case I want to check them out later. <laughs> As you hug, uh, Turbine, a little 13-year-old writes down bar names. <laughs> This episode of Rotating Heroes is brought to you by Schedule 35, our partner in getting things done. Ever feel like you're constantly trapped in a mental fog, struggling to stay motivated and productive? Imagine a tool that gives you better focus, clears your mind, and sparks creativity throughout the day. It sounds like a magic pill, but that's the magic of microdosing with Schedule 35. Their vegan capsules are accurately dosed to designed and designed to give you the edge to tackle your toughest days. The benefits the benefits of microdosing is anecdotally celebrated and backed by research from major universities. Head over to schedule35.co and use the code ROTATINGHEROES for 15% off your first order. That's schedule35.co using code ROTATINGHEROES for 15% off your first order. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Beer clock somewhere. Fucking Danny. I bat it out of his hand. <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, nice to meet you, little boy. We're gonna take off, and they they all they go back to their rooms. Do they each take a dog with them? Yeah, uh, Shasta finally got a, bo- a glass of water, and so she's like, <clears throat> "Come here, come here." 
picks up the the dachshund with the longest hair there is and just holds it tightly to her chest. It's just dragging. It's like a gown. <laughs> She's tripping over it a little bit. I'm like, imagining like over to deal. almost like hamster tunnels, but big enough for dachshunds just like weaving like <laughs> oh along the God. ceiling. That's so great. Just like no! a full network of. <laughs> pneumatic tubes yeah. for dogs yeah. <laughs> that is so cute <laughs> um, uh, my, at this point Mott pipes up and is like uh, yeah so um, Turbine I think I thought you were like ideally trying to get a, like on a boat today do you know <gasps> yeah we're, we're trying to get to the other side of the lake wow. we didn't know if we, you know, we figured we'd just stop in say hi maybe maybe grab some provisions if you have any to spare and just sort of you know if you know of any like reputable mm. um you know uh any anyone who would charter a boat for us at, at a reasonable price you know you, you clearly know the city um and you know you know at least the bars not only does every dog in this house know how to swim <laughs> and i made sure of that myself i have a lot of friends with boats oh okay <laughs> Well, I was looking for like a like a license. Like, are these just like friends with boats, or are these like licensed, like you know? Oh no, no, they all they all carry some sort of license. I promise you that. Okay, I well, continues to be pretty vague, but all right, okay. As far as provisions, no, I don't. And in fact, <laughs> can I get a buck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I give I give Dance a buck. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, you know, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> let, me, let me hold up for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I have someone in mind if we're talking about chartering some sort of setting sail wanderlust. I mean, I can see it. I'm in sorry, your did eyes. you say wanderlust? Okay, well, we've <laughs> I don't know if it's really a wanderlust. We do have a specific goal. It's not just like a vague you are wandering. Dripping in wanderlust. Okay. Do you hear me? Look, all right, I, Look, I guess and I pull I roll up a sleeve and I have a tattoo that says wanderlust. <laughs> I guess I just want to stress that, like, what, because you just sort of, you keep being really vague about, like, the licenses and stuff. Mm -hmm. What I just, what I really want more than anything else is just, like, as normal a boat, as normal a guy as we can get. We can just get, like, a nice, just, like, a a simple boat. That's all we're looking for. All right. Look, I've got two choices for you, okay? One, he's a doctor. He sells fake tuna to Subway. Mm. Or two... (laughs) (laughs) I got a guy who's honestly a little bit boring. You know, he's just a he's a normal guy. He does yeah, work. The, he has ex- what? He has he has all the permits that you need to charter a boat. You know, he Nance, that sounds great. He's extremely nice. Now the doctor with the fake tuna. Okay. He is also drunk. Okay. Four tabs deep mm-hmm. by noon every day. I guess, and I think you're really gonna like him. So I'm gonna call him up. I will. Right so now. see, I guess what concerns me is mm-hmm. that he is a doctor, but also feels that he has to sell fake tuna to Subway. It calls into question both his doctor expertise mm-hmm. and his tuna expertise. And I don't really know where the boat factors in here. So actually, guy number Shasta, two, Shasta comes in and is like, "That's my brother." <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, I'm and sorry. If you're gonna talk about my brother yeah. like that. He's I a therapist, and he's taking care of number one. Okay. Okay. And you're a child, yeah. but I don't want you mm-hmm. to come into my house and talk about my brother like that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know him. I, okay. I also, I don't know you either. I, I'm sorry, I guess, if I offended anyone is what I'm let saying. Me, I'm just... l- let me paint a picture for okay. you, okay? This guy hmm. has the smallest boat. <laughs> None of us could fit in okay. it. He shaves his complete head, burns the hair, buries it. This is all part of a spell. 
Next thing you know, I'm a wasted. Next it's thing you know, day. <laughs> I thought you were describing a it's boat. This is a story. Day. What is happening? I'm face down on the flag, and I wake up and I say, "I'm sure we went somewhere on that boat." And that, you know, I can offer you that. I can promise you that exact experience. Or we can go with this other. No, I, and, and Shasta, I love the mm. way your brother sounds. Uh, this is sounding mm. great. Just so I can be, you know, be perfectly fair. Tell me more about the other guy. Just, just in case, you know, because this the first one's sounding pretty yes. good. It's sounding pretty good. It's not like definitely yes, but it's like wow. Um, but yeah, maybe we hear a little bit about the second guy. The second guy is wonderful. Um, super, you know what I mean? He's just a normal guy. You know. All right, let's go meet both of them. I'll give them both a call. Whoever texts me back first, <laughs> whoever messages me back first, we'll go check them out. Okay, I, that actually, I actually kind of like the odds on that. Let's. Uh, we, I think that mm-hmm. seems fair. Awesome. Uh, phones don't exist in this world. <laughs> good to know. Uh, <laughs> really good to know. All right, I'll use I'll messages. Use no message. Spell the first I'll person a, to message. I'll use a short sword to text him and <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with that in mind. Um, okay, I throw a, a feather in the air. Depending on where it lands, that's who we go to <laughs> talk to. Yeah, you throw a feather in the air. <laughs> I just and gave it, you and a... it sort of drifts lazily back and forth and hits the ground. Okay, I know what to do. Let's go. Okay. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to. I need to just to explain to you. I have been to some changes lately where I have almost complete understanding of the universe. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm gonna follow you. I, I, I'm, wow. I'm with you, Nads. Amazing, complete understanding, like. I did shrooms for the first time on a camping trip, or um, yeah. a little bit. Less it's kind of like that. that. It's this big. sort of like you know, um, cosmic feeling of connectedness. But I can kind of like see what all the connections are. I guess the point is, it's been a couple days, a couple weeks now, where I've been like feeling like nothing is surprising and everything is is predictable, and I kind of know what's coming down the bend. And these these past few minutes have been a real ride for me. So uh, it's kind of um, fun, actually. That's incredible. You know, in this house, we believe in science. And we believe in miracles, like the one that you're describing. Hmm. Um, no person is illegal, and let's go. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to say quickly before we go, I'm going to keep my hood up mm-hmm. because I'm sort of like a robot man, and like most people around mm-hmm. here aren't familiar with that. Um, I'm surprised you haven't asked any questions <laughs> to me about me, and wow. I honestly appreciate it. You know, yeah. I when I heard Wanderlust, I just thought, cool. You must come from somewhere else, and... What does wanderlust mean? It's like, you just can't help but wander, and that sounds That's what I was super thinking, horny. but I was pushed for a definition earlier, and I was struggling. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, that's what I've always heard. Horny for wandering <laughs> was your definition? You just place after place, hornier, hornier <laughs> by the minute. Okay. All right, let's go meet my friend. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. You guys uh, continue on deeper into the city of Solomport itself. Uh, you, you head from the outskirts where, again, it's like a little more spread out, uh, getting into like um, denser and like older buildings. Uh, you pass these like nice little like boutique sandwich shops and little coffee places. And, and you pass the, the, the bumper street that Shasta and Rhonda mentioned earlier. Uh, it's a bunch of two-story tall buildings in this long stretch that you know have balconies that people hang out on. It's a, a 
it's like oh just a walking street no like horses or anything on that area at all a lot of open containers and it seems fine definitely a lot of drunk people on the street as you continue on towards the harbor and port area you pass a street sign that says aurora avenue this is old like wrought iron fence post that like arches over the entire street the street itself has these like really extremely old uh, oak trees that are like bending and like they kind of go in all like it rather than going straight up they're kind of they they fan out to like sort of these wider patterns and they have all this this like moss hanging from them it, they, they look uh very twisted but they offer this sort of like wide shady canopy area that um with the sun like coming through it makes the whole street look really like mysterious and kind of otherworldly on the street also you see like these just it's lined with mansions it, nance uh either of you i guess can make a history check if you'd like sure uh nance you can do that i'll give nance advantage because you're from this okay area. cool i've never seen houses this big before i got an 11 oh baby 21 so turbine yeah you've never really been to this area or like maybe you walked through it when you were visiting this area as a, like a little kid but from what you can tell it's just like yeah, really nice mansions built for humans. Yeah, I feel like there's the, there's definitely that thing where like when you visit a place, you go like a family vacation as a kid, and you go someplace. It's like this is super cool. Like when you're a kid, everything's new anyway. That like really incredible things don't really impact you because it's like yeah, everything. Like I remember as a kid going to see like Old Faithful and being like, cool. Everything's weird though. <laughs> like why is this more weird than everything else in the world? And like now it's like oh yeah, that that is a truly incredible geological feature. I feel. Like. I feel like there very much be something like that where it's like family vacation as a young kid seeing this thing and be like, cool, they're buildings? All buildings are weird. What's up? Yeah, you've been to you've been inside an otherworldly obelisk yeah. that you are like the one person who may be able to control. Uh so these are just some houses to you. <laughs> cool. Uh um, I go trick-or-treating here every year. Oh. Nance, yeah, this is where you go trick-or-treating. This is they they give the full-size candy bars. It's yeah, sort of exactly. a, it's less because they want to give it to you and more of a one-upsmanship between mm. the different families who mm. live here. Um <laughs> You with the 21, even though this is not your scene specifically, this is like the old money of this city of Solon Park. These are the richer families that almost exclusively immigrated for business purposes over from Malgos, this sort of lost city in the forest. When the, when this emerald flash created the forest to the west, it like kind of knocked out every major city as far as people from the outside can tell. And so all these people came from that area uh, and had really, really extensive debts with that city. And so while that is like a huge natural disaster to some, all of these people had their debt wiped out when this city disappeared. And so these rich assholes just like took over the city, oh essentially. God. Or rich assholes is strong. Some of them maybe aren't assholes, but... Was Solonport before the Emerald Flash, was it just like, was it like a sleepy village? Or like, did it grow as a result of that disaster? Or was it always kind of a big city? It was like up and, an up and coming city that like, these families were coming for business purposes like they thought there was like a mar you know like they could be the the like fishing conglomerate here or the restaurateur here mm. like it was kind of uh that was the vibe the the loss of all of the civilization basically west of here really catalyzed that though and made this city much much bigger much faster than uh 
than anyone really anticipated. Bunch of just fucking because ghouls of just like, oh, wow, we could really capitalize <laughs> on it. You know, this could be an opportunity. Like, a lot of people died, but this could be an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So these are, there's really questionable motives over here. Um, Nance, I think you've sold, like, th- yeah, like I said, there's a bit of a range here. Oh, like, yeah. these families are all, like, kind of twist and tie together a little bit. But there are, the families that you would know are, like, the Delshamp family, where Dan Delshamp is a restaurateur. He's, like, sort of a nice guy. You sold him this beautiful long-haired dachshund Ooh. with silver hair. Um, aren't all of Nancy's dachshunds beautiful? Sorry, what makes dachshunds beautiful? I said, aren't all of Nancy's dachshunds beautiful? Oh. Some of them are real pigs. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are little baby boars. And that's there's, okay. There's some fucked up people who are like, I want your most fucked, uh, like the breeding mistakes. That's what I want. <laughs> give me give me the, the belly flops from the Jelly Belly factory. Give me the, I'll the t- fucking- I'll tell you right now, some of them just aren't symmetrical. We got a droopy <laughs> eye over here. We got a snaggle tooth over there. And I love them. They'll be uh, around forever here, but uh, I'm not selling them to these people. Okay, I got. I'm hoping to put a brindle in each of these homes by the end of the month. Wow. Um, <laughs> as Nance looks on at these uh, uh, rich assholes' homes, uh, dreaming of taking advantage of them by giving them beautiful dogs. Uh, it's gonna be me you, one day. You, after a beat of uh, taking it in, you continue on towards the harbor area, and um, we're gonna cut over. Uh, to somewhere else. We're going to cut over a little closer to the water in a little boathouse at the Salonport docks. It's a small room filled to the brim with plants. It smells deeply of uh, rich soil and just like fresh oxygen. Um, the sun shines through a window and seagulls squawk outside uh, and causing a, a large figure to kind of stir in its bed. Jacob, would you please describe your character and your morning routine? <laughs> <laughs> As Grib wakes up, he he uh, he sits up from his bed and he takes a big inhale through his long, long, long nose, and he exhales it gently through his mouth, and he puts on his garb. He puts on his purple vest while his giant pecs protrude beyond them and he puts on his swashbuckling white pants which has been described as an Aladdin outfit (laughs) he gets his watering can he picks it up with his trunk and he begins to water his plants in his room and tills the soil with his hands and he looks at his plants and he says good morning little ones another day with my best friend (laughs) You have it there, folks. A huge <laughs> voice reveal. <laughs> oh. Cut to like stock exchange. People are just trading. Oh, oh, sell, sell, sell. It was British. Hear the voice, hear the voice, hear the voice, hear the voice. Yeah, the voice. Let's go, let's go. Those that voted Southern British. were wrong. British is up. Southern's wrong. New Zealand's out of the race. Grib uh, wakes up, stretches out. He starts watering uh, the little plants in his. Uh, in his home that isn't actually that small. It's just that Grib is that uh, is that big of a person. The sun glints off the crystal on his forehead, kind of reflects on the walls and, and kind of a fun um, sort of like stained glass looking pattern. Grib, you go about watering your plants. Uh, you are, what what would you say your your race and class are? Oh, great, yes. Uh, as, I, as, as I'm watering, it, it becomes very apparent that this brooding figure inside of the small box is a Luxodon. 
He's about seven foot nine. He's on the taller side of his Luxodon uh, uh, stature. Um, he has two protruding tusks, one that is slightly cricked and one that has a nice point on it that scoop up towards him. They don't go straight out. And as you mentioned, he has some ornate jewelry from his... It's kind of the only thing that he, he was given from from his uh, Luxodon bloodline are these jewels that run down his face that, that are triangles that start big and work smaller as they head down, each with a sapphire, a purple deep sapphire gem in them. And we see that his fingers as they till the soil are sort of glowing with um, some green energy. And you get the sense that this is a druid. He knows his way around nature and he knows his way within the soil. The plants almost like open and close as you come near. Like it's, it's, <laughs> you have this connection to the natural world that, that lets them sort of almost respond to you. Grip, as you're, as you're watering these plants, uh, you notice that there's a little like handwritten note on the table nearby that uh, is sort of near the like kitchen area to you. It says Scrib on the Great. top. I, I sort of uh, lumber over to the note and, and pick it up with my, I don't wash my hands or anything. Just pick it up with my dirt hands. It says, if you touched me with your dirty little hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're cursed forever. <laughs> you have been cursed. Only the clean hands. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're going about your routine. You find this note, and you uh, you find it's a, it says Grib. It's it's truly abysmal handwriting, uh, and it says Grib. We've had a few changes down at the ship today, and I feel like it might be a sign that you're ready to join for your first charter. If this is something you'd be interested in, please pack your things and join us at the Seagrass. This note's from Yareth. Uh, this this note brings me great excitement because I. I Grib lives this sort of boring, menial life where he gets up, he works on this boat, he knows this boat, uh, he scrapes barnacles off of it, he lifts things in and out of it, but he's never gotten to go where the boat goes. He's always just sort of had to stay docked. So he's very excited, and he he's a modest man, so there's not much of a bag to pack. He just picks up his garb, his his vest and his pants, and he, he kisses all of his plants goodbye. And uh, as he leaves, there's one little <laughs> thing he grabs, and it's it's in a silk envelope, and he grabs it, and he puts it in his pocket, and he heads out the door. Ooh. A silk It's like envelope. a silk pouch. Sorry. Yeah, like a silk <laughs> pouch. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like a silk envelope. <laughs> it's very fun to imagine, like, a mail-like envelope that yeah. is silk. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like when you buy like a really expensive piece of tech or something where like, you know, when you buy like a new Mac or something and there's like the, always like the, like the yes. wiping cloth and stuff like that. It's like, it's exactly. Like something, it's you, if you <laughs> folded that up. So it's a little, it's a little poncho. Yeah. He cleans his glasses. Um, with yeah. And I close the door and I go, I knew it was going to be a good day. Huge voice reveal. Uh, there you have it. A second reveal of the voice. Um, so gentle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Grib, as you continue on, uh, the harbor is, of course, filled with boats. Closer to where your boathouse is, there's, like, more fishing vessels that are all, like, kind of dirtier and uh, a little more just, like, functional use um, stuff. But as you go to the north side of the harbor, closer to where, like, the Aurora Avenue is, you start to get into, like, the nicer sailboats. And as you walk down one of these piers, 
you hit the boat you're looking for, the seagrass. It's about 70 feet long. It has two large masts. The sails are down at the moment, but you can tell, like, uh, even though they're closed, they look, like, very vibrant and green. The masthead of the boat is a big, ornately carved duck. Uh, some might say that looks like Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, Not wow. really. It doesn't look like Gilbert <laughs> So you get to the ship, and on the ship, you can see on the, the bow of the ship, uh, you see this ancient looking turtle meditating sitting there just quietly reflecting on the ocean water or the the lake water in front of him um, as i approach i sort of scan the boat to see if there's any barnacles or anything out of place that i may have missed from from yesterday's work it's spotless you did an incredible job yesterday <laughs> great it's good to take a, another peek at it but you, i think you killed it last time I approach I approach <laughs> quietly as to not disturb the meditation. Great. He meditates for another two and a half hour. You know. <laughs> uh, takes a few more minutes to meditate and uh he eventually like opens his eyes and looks back at you and uh and smiles with this old kind of leathery turtle smile. Uh, his little beady eyes look at you fondly. I touch his uh ch- the side of his face with my trunk. Okay, that's enough. No, thank you. <laughs> Good morning, old friend. Hello, Grib. Um, <laughs> welcome uh, to the seagrass. I, I uh, thank you for cleaning it so thoroughly last uh, uh, yesterday. Um, I see that you got my note. Uh, can you see that I'm beaming with excitement? <laughs> <laughs> you know how below deck there we have a... Um, Sort of an interchanging series of crew members who are all in their 20s and there's all sorts of drama. They like uh, do this for a summer job. And, yes. Well, um, yes, I understand. Sometimes they like hook up or whatever. Very rambunctious. And then sometimes it doesn't work out. Yes, yes. Uh, intertwined drama, all of that. Uh, thalatious sexual relationships. <laughs> so much going on. It's really hard for me to keep up. Yes, it's much like a Bravo television show, whatever that may be. But to to that end, uh, we've had a couple of people decide not to pursue their careers further on the boating industry. And and I know I've kept you out of this world for too long, but I feel that you may benefit from an experience on the open water. So I was just seeing if you would like to be, uh, if you'd like to come aboard, so to speak. I couldn't say no. I must say I've been waiting for this day for quite some time. Grib, uh, I'm sorry to say that I listening to you talk has uh, morphed my accent to being almost British. Uh, did I, not mean for yeah, that, but it's, it's that's the I way it goes. Is it? It is his. The gravitational pull of British is strong. I feel like this is a scene from like um like a BBC show that aired four years ago and just finally got to Netflix in the yeah. US, and now everyone's getting super. It's like it's like have you watched the Yachtsman of Downey? It's like no, but I, I should I? I heard good things. Dude, it's perfect that it's only three seasons. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it wraps up. It's a up great everything. quarantine watch. Yeah, it's two seasons and a Christmas special, and then it's just and everything wraps up. It's perfect. Grib, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. This has been sort of a, a dream for a minute to get on the water. You've you've been uh, great at taking care of the boathouse and all the like stuff ashore. But um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah, and if it's not obvious, you know, this is the, an area that has not seen many luxodons, and there's a little bit of glimmering of. 
to be able to step beyond this place might be able to step beyond the people he sees regularly. Yes. Um, Yareth is sort of Grib's uh, captain slash father figure. He, he's like one of the few people who took uh, Grib in at a young age. Uh, Grib, you, you've never seen a Loxodon before, is that correct? Yeah, I've, he's never Outside seen of another yourself? Loxodon other than himself, correct. Uh, uh, having a similar vibe of an outsider, uh, you know, Yareth is like one of the, like there, it's not like there's one turtle, but they are rare around these parts. And so, yeah, maybe saw a little bit of a similar situation there and and wanted to look out for you. And, and it seems like Grib's a sweet boy. As you guys are are talking, Yareth brings up like, uh, we are, uh, we're getting, uh, things together for the next, uh, charter and, um. Uh, the the remaining crew members are 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 packing the bags of the uh, family who will be uh, setting out on our pleasure cruise. We're supposed to go all the way down to the uh, the shores of the uh, Sapphire Lakes, which is uh, quite far for people to want to go. Actually, most people kind of cut short at the edge of the East Sapphire Lakes, or or maybe even uh, venture up to the beginning of the Sapphire Lakes, but. This is going to be sort of a longer and, you know, I'm not so motivated by money, but uh, sort of a, a nicer chunk of change, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is his family? Uh, wh- why are they feeling the need to go so far away from home? <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, I guess they wanted to see those shores closer to the endless hold. I, I did not ask any specific questions. Um, uh, as he says this, like, the the other crew members are 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 loading up large boxes and things of supplies and the actual uh you know the actual bags and things from the family that is taking this cruise well i shouldn't spend too much time chatting with you old chap perhaps i should get these muscles to work Thank you for listening to Arc 2 of the Rotating Heroes podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you have and you want more Rotating Heroes in your life, you can listen to the Rotating Heroes podcast over our Patreon where you'll get access to episodes months early. That's patreon.com forward slash rotating heroes. You'll also be able to hear the exclusive Arc Box, which is where this crew talks about what has happened in the last episode. In this arc, we have Jacob Waisaki playing Grib, Mike Trap playing Turbine Spizzles Inc, and Ali Beardsley playing Nancy Ray Gan. Your DM was Zach Oyama, and this episode was produced and edited by Zach Oyama and Jasper William Cartwright. That's me. Bye.